It's Monday. It's August 10th. And the word of the day is jumentus, which means of or pertaining to horse urine, especially in the olfactory sense. Used in a sentence, the emergence of the word jumentus led to a revolution of brevity in the world of equine, urophile, erotic fiction. Oh, I bet it did, yeah. Monster. I gotta thank you for that one. That's gonna save me like 20 syllables a day. I'm No Illusions. <laughs> I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 23, we'll set aside our normal format for a discussion of one of the most jumentous presidential debates of all time. Eli Bosnick will join us to mock the depressing husk of a democracy we now settle for. We'll have to tack on an extra half hour because these motherfuckers is crazy. And the folks in the Hillary camp start icing the champagne. Boy, don't they. But first, the spot where the roundup would be if this wasn't a special edition. The Grand Old Party kicked off their primary season last week with the first in a series of debates to help determine who should be the Republican nominee for the 2016 presidential election. The event was produced and televised by Fox News, who decided it would be efficient to combine the debate with an absentee roast of Hillary Clinton, a circle jerk over Ronald Reagan, and an intervention for Donald Trump. (laughs) Which, at the very least, made a very entertaining two hours of television. That it did. Joining me to help sort out all the details from opening day of Super Pack Ball is, of course, No Illusions. Noah, hello, sir. And a very hearty hello to you, too, sir. And we have, for the very first time, as a fellow skeptic rat, veteran scathing atheist, and breakout star of the god-awful movies podcast, which critics are already describing as... Not yet existent, it's Eli Bosnick. Eli, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, guys. So, moving straight to the main event. Did you enjoy yourselves watching this as much as I did? As long as I could keep myself from remembering that this is how we choose our president, absolutely, (laughs) it was a blast. I had a lot of fun. I actually watched this three times because I watched it. I watched it live with a choppy internet connection because Fox's website doesn't work. Because I assume it's run entirely by old grandmothers, probably. So I'm, I'm sure they were just like, "Which one's the on button?" I'm sure it was all run via technical support guy being like, "Have you please plugged in the computer yet?" No, you don't speak to me like that. You don't speak to me like that. I'm a paying customer and I run a television network. Did you enjoy the? 10-minute-long, really awkward moment at the start? Yeah, there sure are going to be a bunch of people out here talking about, you know, how much they <laughs> love fetuses and hate brown people. It's oh, in any it's minute the, now. So. We sure are extremely proud about the stage being not 10 white dudes. Check out our not 10 white dudes. You can see, assuming gender is not a thing, it's a very diverse <laughs> field. We have you know, full-fledged negro... Blafrican American, the black doctor Ben Carson, everybody. We have Ben Carson. See him right there? Not on the edge. He's not on the edge of the stage. And we also have two Mexicans, one from Cuba, the other from Canada. <laughs> Marco Rubio. He, Tredore Cruz. So yeah, they were, they were pretty excited about the diversity. They were also very excited about their Facebook partnership. And they were getting questions for Facebook from it as well, because I guess that's where the intelligent dialogue takes place in this country. <laughs> yeah, what will what will stay with me more than anything from this debate was the profile pictures of the people who asked the questions during it. <laughs> if I saw one more old man wearing a trucker hat right. sitting on a tractor, 
How are you going to make sure I feel safe in my country? I don't know. Get off your John Deere, you fucking monster. I think the thing that I'll take most from it, at least at the beginning, was that when they're introducing all the candidates, Scott Walker winked at the camera. So, like, clearly he's taking his cues from Sarah Palin. This should get fun. This will get fun really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Scott Scott Walker always behaves as though he's at the beginning of a porno. Just like, hey, I couldn't help but notice we're having a debate here. How are we going to settle who ends up being the president? And then I nobody fucks, Crisco. so he's just like, I'd kick, I'd cut a baby out of a woman to save his life. Oh, he <laughs> was we bad. were all going to be fucking each other. <laughs> Have a butt plug in shaped like Ronald Reagan's face. Had it there for the last 48 hours. <laughs> My favorite part at the beginning was definitely the, uh, the hand-raising question. Yes, yes. Basically, I think they said, uh, Mr. Trump, we have a bunch of rope with a noose tied in it. Would you like some? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, Trump basically got out there and was like, I will start my own party with beer and hookers. I gave everyone on this stage money. I do not belong here. He did pledge to support himself if he was the nominee, though. So yeah, at least- no, he would run as a Republican. He assured us he wasn't going to. If we got the Republican nominee, he wasn't going to do the old switcheroo and be like, "Ha I'm a Whig." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So getting to round one of questions, which was on electability, yeah. which it basically we're going to ask each of you like a difficult trap question, and you're going to avoid it for sixty seconds. That was basically it. And uh, the first question was for African American Doctor Carson. Um, basically, uh, you're extremely ignorant. Discuss. Yeah, right. That was the right. question, as I you understood You thought it. the national anthem was Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and that there are 12 <laughs> states. Should you be president? And he was like, well, listen, I would totally prove all you guys wrong, but I'm very limited for time, so yes. Yeah, yes. yes. He, he basically said, I'd love to answer that question, but we don't have time. So let me talk about something else and say the word brain think and smart a lot. Right. Next up, we had Marco Rubio. His question was uh, basically, it's 9 p.m. Do your parents know where you are? I like how they posed it as like a thing Jeb Bush said. One of the things that they did throughout the debate is they would just – because you you as an anchor can't just be like, so listen, we all know you're a fucktard. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? So they have to be like, well, you know, Jeb Bush said that you're not very experienced. Jeb what Bush right there, like right next to you. To Speak to him. Talk to him about that thing you just said. Can you right deliver there. an eye message? <laughs> I feel bad when you say I shouldn't be president. And by the way, his response to that was Hillary is going to win. Right. His, yep. first, his first big coming out as a candidate for the Republican Party. I just want to be very clear. Hillary will kick the shit out of me. She Sorry, is, what was the question? Yeah. <laughs> She's far more qualified than everyone on stage. Oh, hold on. Yeah, wait, this isn't good. And then the next question was for uh, Mr. Bush, actually. Jeb, uh... Your brother sucked. Your thoughts? And uh, right. he tried to answer as best he could. You you nicknames. are the third in a line of retard king babies. Who would you make fly out of the sky door? <laughs> <laughs> also, comedy timing note, you don't pause after you say everyone calls you Vito Corleone. <laughs> they call me Vito Corleone. You, you know, the criminal murderer. <laughs> pause. No, because I veto, because I don't. Because of bills, the way that I the way that I treat bills, probably shouldn't have compared myself to a famous fictional murderer. <laughs> Bad job, Jeb. Bad well, job. I earned that name. <laughs> and then we got to my personal favorite question of the entire night, which was basically Megyn Kelly telling Donald Trump to go fuck himself with a question mark at the end. Oh yeah, she was just like, she's like, 
Because here's the thing about Megyn Kelly, and I've said this for a while. I don't think she thinks a single thing that comes out of her face is true. And I think that just beforehand, she got in a big fight with the producer, and he was like, what? What are you going to do? Are you going to ask the Donald if he hates women? She was like, oh, I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> so his question was actually like, so what are you? what's your favorite baseball team? And she was like, so you told a woman that you'd like a blowjob from her on national television, <laughs> and we want you to be our president. Am I the crazy one? I feel like you got to. Okay, and the answer was so fucking great. Basically, he's, it, Trump says, "You know, I could fuck you up in a fair fight." I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I hit you. I hit you right in your mouth, Megyn <laughs> Kelly. I hit you right in your open mouth. I could do that. It's, the real problem with the world is political correctness, <sighs> not all the starving babies. It's all the ladies who are always like, "Hey, don't get your hands off of me." <laughs> and then we got some more uh, instigating type questions. Uh, question for Ted Cruz was. Basically, you called Mitch McConnell a liar the other day. Stop saying shit that makes other Republicans look bad. I, right, exactly. I realize that's not a question. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would make yourself a crown out of poop and insist on wearing it if you were elected. Is that a problem? <laughs> and he was like, nope, not at all. Not even slightly. No. no it's like, a just... poop crown made of honesty. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, Megan, two, three, four. Yeah. Megan needs some, <laughs> someone to speak the truth. Too. It's just all, all polished and like debate answery the whole well, time with that guy. And was it just me or was he on a personal mission to use all the gesticulations? <laughs> like watch him again. He looks like a cross between a fucking sign language interpreter and a ninja with ALS. Like just watch his hand motion. If you see this debate again, like every single movement, there's a different fucking thing. He's shadow boxing at one point. He's playing Rochambeau against his other hand. It's fucking ridiculous. A little bit of Conan doing the John Tesh impression. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he's never looking in the right direction. And he's not looking in the wrong direction like wrong camera. He's looking like there's a bird flying over the audience pensively like, yeah i'm gonna get that someone's gonna get that bothers me there's just a giant cockatoo just hovering inches over megan kelly's head no one no one's gonna say anything all right <laughs> and uh no, let's see next up in round one there was a question for mr chris christie um basically new jersey is about as solvent as greece what's up with that please explain that to us and his answer was Look, you gotta understand that New Jersey has always been a hellhole, and it's always gonna be a hellhole. And I did my best to drag it out of the bottom of the ocean, but you know, if you ever been fishing and you pull out a tire, you know, you can't, you can't make that look like a fish. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of fish, I'm gonna eat this. I took a bunch of McDonald's onto stage with me in case I got snacky. I hope you don't mind, Megan Kelly. I'm just gonna eat it while slowly keeping eye contact with you. Bring it on, Red Paul! See how much I'm sweating over here? It was exhausting in Jersey. Oh, my God. And next up, we had a question from Mr. Walker. And the question was, are you pro-life for mothers that might die without an abortion? Right, yeah. Governor Walker, you've been caught trying to stuff semen back into men's penises, screaming, <laughs> save the children, save the children. <laughs> and everyone in the world disagrees with you. Would you let a mother die if you thought the marshmallow she had for lunch was a baby? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I would cut that baby out with a sword. What was the question? I wasn't listening. 
Yeah, he's got that <laughs> calm Jeffrey Dahmer crazy. You ever watch yeah. the Dahmer trial on YouTube where he's like, I would drill holes into their heads. You're just, that's how he talks. He's just like, I would, I would take all the babies, you know, the ones that are just floating around in heaven right now with Papa Jesus. And I would, I would hold them in my hands and I would send them out like little carrier pigeons and they would go to the Planned Parenthood and take all the money out of the cash registers for people who bought the babies. And this is before those videos came out that just yes, proved it to exactly. all of us. I loved fetuses before it was cool. <laughs> And speaking of fetuses, uh, let's get Mr. Huckabee involved. Uh, you're a crazy Christian person. Talk more about baby killing. And uh, he had an interesting one about something I'd never heard of called a, a DNA schedule. Yes. That determines yeah. from the moment of conception who we are. Huckabee, you're the bad general from X-Men 1, and millions of people <laughs> want to see Magneto turn you into jelly. Can you <laughs> No, no, I cannot. <laughs> But here, let me tell you about how great I am at science, having absolutely no training in science. Babies have a right to a trial. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rand Paul was up next. Uh, they asked him uh, about blaming the existence of ISIS on GOP warhawks. And would he like to make it a lot worse by elaborating? And he actually had a solid libertarian answer i thought he kind of reasonable well as long as you accepted that the bullshit facts that he was spouting about us arming i, I mean you know like it, it we didn't send weapons over to them they you know overtook military bases right. and stole them so i mean it's, it's slightly different not exactly what he was implying there Right. He makes it sound like there was an episode of G.I. Joe where he fucking helicoptered down and was like, Hi there, Akbar. Would you like some Humvees? <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Joe. And then they're just all... He literally wrote... He said the words riding around in. No one has ever yeah. talked about a military <laughs> caliphate and been like, They're riding around in their fancy Humvees. <laughs> fucking moron. And I his mean, answer on, is... Some of them have to I, be parked. Right, I'm the president of the I Hate ISIS Facebook page, and I'll start a war with Iran right. that will bring a thousand years of darkness. That's my solution. Yeah, he actually said, like, um, I'm against arming ISIS, as though anyone like yeah. was suggesting Meaningful that that's what we thanks. should do. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's a good thing they didn't ask Kasich that question, because he's just like, I'm very for arming <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> No, what they asked him was actually kind of funny. They said something like, so you, you? you spent tax money on medicine for sick people, and you suggested God cares about poor people. What the fuck made you think that would fly in the Republican Party? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I expanded Medicaid. But to be fair, Reagan and the Simpsons did it. Yeah. And without medicine, yeah. you die. whole bunch of good reasons. All, all of Kasich's answers in my head were just him being like, I, I would like to leave. <laughs> I would like to, this is, was a, this was a mistake. And I would like to, do I just go to the right? I can just go, who do I give my mic to? I'd like to, no, no, I don't want to stay. I want to, people well, in my head, whenever the camera wasn't on him, there was someone pushing him on for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like tying him to his podium and him being like, no! Get me out of here! And, uh, that brings us to round two, which was immigration. First question in this round was for Mr. Bush. Basically asked him to talk about Immigration for the large crowd of Republicans without angering his wife from Mexico as best he could. Right, exactly. You said things that make it seem like Mexicans are people. You want to take that back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they asked Mr. Trump, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and in in response to what the fuck is wrong with you, he was like, oh, here's what's wrong with me. I'm fucking crazy. I'm going to build a big, beautiful wall with a big, beautiful door, and I'm going to stand behind it like the guy from Wizard of Oz and be like, not nobody, not no how. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. What they, they literally stopped the debate. I felt like I had psychic powers, and I was controlling the moderator. He was like, what? evidence you said you have evidence you fucking right. talking orangutan and he goes i talked to a guy at the border yeah, exactly. and they really? said they were all rapists yeah. yeah exactly my grandma thinks that israel needs to stay in place so that they can take over the world and then the second coming of christ will come but that doesn't mean i have evidence right <laughs> Well, and, and as much as you want to give him a little bit of credit for holding Trump's feet to the fire, I'd give him a hell of a lot more credit if anyone else in the debate ever got a follow-up question. Every time they asked Trump something, they had to follow it up. Now, I'm not trying to come to Trump's defense. He is a, an insane fucking lunatic, and you should be pointing that out on national television. But it would also be nice if some of these other insane fucking lunatics had to answer the question. You know, they I think they they did follow up questions on Trump like four times. I don't remember him doing a single follow up to anyone else who didn't answer the question they were asked. Yeah, that was right. it. Absolutely. Then uh responding to uh Trump's nonsense, they're like, All right, Mr. Kasich, uh make fun of Donald Trump. You haven't done enough of that in the uh yeah, exactly. media. If you if if I say that everything that Trump just said is fucking nonsense, he'll yell at me. Will you do it? <laughs> To which his response was, I would like to leave. Yes. I would like to, it's weird, I can just, I'll tell you what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not answer, I'm gonna duck down behind the podium, Slowly. and no one will remember Slowly. that I was here. I can't away. even see him from me, I'm like 200 yards off stage, what'd you right. guys think was gonna happen? And then they had a question for Marco Rubio, should Mexicans like you be allowed in the country, and if so, how do we get rid of them? <laughs> and he did his best to uh, answer about legal immigration. Well, but he did have sort of this weird, like, it was kind of conciliatory, but kind of not answer where he's just like, well, first of all, you don't just have to be afraid of Mexicans. According to the statistics, Honduras. you should really be worried about <laughs> Hondurans and Guatemalans. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a lot more brown people that we can be scared of than <laughs> just relevant, Mexican yeah. rapists. Right. Also, he brings up El Chapo and he said what may be my favorite quote from the debate, which is, we're the most generous country in the world. Us. With the death robots. The country that sends the death robots, we're the most generous. You know what no one ever says about America? The most generous country in the world. Right. Our, our soldiers might do the most mercy killings. It doesn't make us the most merciful country in the world. No, man, you get hurt in the field, a U.S. soldier will come over, they'll put a bullet right in the back yeah. of your skull. Very those, those death robots are merciful. Way. They're quick. Yeah. And then they closed it out with a Similar question for Walker and Cruz about immigration, and they talked about their. Well, and I I love how with Scott points. Walker, like so many of his answers essentially were efforts to let everyone know he has definitely been out of outside of Wisconsin on multiple occasions. <laughs> sure uh, did love it when me and my wife went to New York City, <laughs> got to see the Big Apple. No big deal. Just saying, been there. Have left my home, not a compound surrounded by fences. But um, I love how they, their basic, like, get your question for Walker is you changed your mind because you want to be president. Yeah. And he gave us the, well, I bought grapes answer. You know, when you buy grapes, you're like, oh, I want grapes. And then they just sit in your fridge until they turn into tiny little balls of rotten. And you're just like, well, there wasn't a time to eat grapes. I didn't have a time to eat grapes. I went to the border and I talked to some people and America wants me to change my mind. So I did. <laughs> 
And then Cruz, of course, they were like, hey, Cruz, will you pass the craziest fucking law that anyone's ever heard? Would give anyone a permission to kill a Mexican who jaywalks? (laughs) Not only would I pass it, I wrote it. I wrote it. But the Washington cartel wouldn't let me. Also, everyone in the world wants to come to this country. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, apparently. And now, this is, by the way, a reference to Kate's Law. If you don't know anything about it, look it up, because Eli is not exaggerating. This is just the most reactionary bullshit piece of legislation you can imagine. It's the kind of thing that rednecks at the bar come up with to solve immigration. Yeah, after they've lost a fight to a brown guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's sitting there with blood. He's got a napkin over his nose. And he's like, what we need in this country is a law where, like, when someone assaults an American, it's like a much bigger deal. It's like, you can't just... You can't just... Hey, man. Nobody listens. Nobody listens. <laughs> and then, speaking of brown people, I believe that brings us to round three. Yes, Terrorism. Terrorism, indeed. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and the first question was for Governor Christie. Did Rand Paul just help out all the sleeper cells? And yes, he did, according to Chris Christie. Yeah, I mean, the question was about uh, uh, something Christie said about how Rand Paul should be arrested for and opposing. If, if there's a terrorist attack, they should jail Rand Paul for it yep. because he opposed the NSA's uh, wireless surveillance bullshit. And they asked him, like, do you, you know, you want to walk that back? And he's like, no, and not just because I'm too fat to walk backwards. <laughs> yeah, he's, his answer was basically, listen, if I'm applying for a job at Quiznos, I don't want to mention that the day after I got my job at the last Quiznos, it burned the <laughs> fuck down. <laughs> He and he did it constantly throughout the. I was sworn in as secretary of defense on on September 10th, and then the next day, two planes fucking mashed into the city next to me, and I was like, "Oh, oh, SpaghettiOs!" It was really fucking hard. And he said, "9/11 happened in my state." And in I'm his like, state, apparently, yeah. Think that happened in his state? <laughs> I loved uh, Dan Carlin's paraphrase of, of Chris Christie's answer, which was basically, I was geographically closer to New York on 9-11 than you were, <laughs> right, exactly. and That's therefore the I win terrorism. <laughs> right. Which which would have been the dumbest thing that was said in the exchange if Rand Paul hadn't turned around and called him a big fat Obama hugger. Yeah, why don't you go oh, hug oh. Obama again, you fat nigger lover? Yeah, hug him That's again. That's exactly what go I wrote. My notes say he just wanted to say nigger lover. He, I guarantee you he said it, and that's what the time delay was for. Because my internet cut out. I guarantee you he was just like, nigger lover! And they were like, no rand. No rand. And Carson was like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm still here. Shut up, Ben! Cameras aren't on. We're going to ask you a question in 45 minutes. That's what <laughs> I want to hear from two-thirds They sure as fuck forgot about Ben Carson, too, didn't they? I swear, uh, fucking Marco Rubio changed his position on immigration before, between the two questions they asked <laughs> that guy. And the next up, we had a question for Ted Cruz from Megyn Kelly. Um, she says, you asked one of the guys at the very top of the military if we could wipe out ISIS oh, yeah. in 90 days. He told you... No, and you're stupid because that would require a whole lot of long-term change in culture and economy and the whole region getting switched around. How would you destroy ISIS in 90 days? And here's, here's what I tweeted at the time about Cruz's plan. I will put an ISIS sign-up sheet on a bulletin board, and when Americans put their name down, I'll murder them. And I'm pretty sure that was the extent of his plan. 
Yeah. Uh, Cruz, you have said that you could destroy all worldwide terror networks in the time it takes your dog Gub Gub to finish his lunch. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he, he, I've never heard someone, cause here's the thing. Whenever someone elucidates a point that I agree with, they usually do it in a bad way. If they disagree with it, they do it in a bad way and then they disagree with it. But he mm-hmm. was like, so this fucker is like, eh, well, you know, we need to win hearts and minds and we can't just, you know, go over there and just kill people, kill people, kill people. It's about a change from the ground up. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Am I right? Am I right? Cultures change through violence. Let's look at history. Oh, that's never happened? Ever? Okay. Moving forward. All right. <laughs> Next up was Scott Walker. Uh, basically, Scott, you've already lost the debate. So here's a quick one for you. Can you name three Middle Eastern nations besides Israel? And he's yeah. like, uh, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and North Arabia. Ha! <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Crushed it. Good job, Scott. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> and then they remember that Dr. Carson was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're in favor of waterboarding, sir. That's maniacal. Please explain. And by the way, I think he got the third person award here. He goes, Carson doesn't believe in fighting stupid wars. So Carson's disregard for the Geneva Convention is irrelevant. Yeah. So I loved his answer for two reasons. The first is he does the Jewish girlfriend thing at brunch where she hasn't been asked a question in a while. And you're like, oh, what do you think of that? And she's like, oh, are you interested in what I say now? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I just didn't realize you were interested in what I say now. I thought maybe, you know, we were done talking to me. I was like, no, Ben, we're going to ask you lots of questions. Are you? I don't even know. And then he did this weird fucking bashful, like, well, I think we should fight wars from behind a lace fan. <laughs> Perhaps I'll torture people. Perhaps I won't. Which way does my gaze wander? <laughs> it's like, hey, motherfucker, you got to be, you know, what is the president supposed? He wants to be the fucking president of the United States. Uh, Mr. President, are we torturing people? Uh, riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> when is water on the board? So yes, yes, yes. We're torturing quite a lot of people. I'm the Riddler. <laughs> Kapoof. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, this is why you don't get any fucking questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> and of course, that brings us to round four. Which was Obamacare and government size. Yeah, with the only things that scare Republicans more than terrorism. <laughs> right. Yeah. First question was for Donald Trump. And uh, basically they asked him about how, you know, he might be opposing Obamacare wrong. I had no idea what his answer was. I watched this fucking thing three times and I really tried. I really tried on times two and three. I have no idea what the fuck Trump was even trying to say. He was like, yeah, you know, I was in favor of a single player position, but now I realize, well, private. He yelled the word private. I know that. And he was just like, go, let it go. And Rand Paul turned and was like, that didn't make any fucking sense. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I gave you all your money, you little fat bitch. Come here, let me put my thumb in your mouth. Come here, let me put my thumb in your mouth. That certainly was the most bizarre moment, not only in this debate, but probably in presidential debate history, where Donald Trump started bragging about how many people he had given money to uh, on that stage, and, and, and half of them turned to him and said, I, I, I would like some more, please. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck was going on there? Like, 
cut a deal on stage for Kasich's yeah. credit. Kasich was like, I will take some money. I know I'm not going to get the nomination, but I just like anything. I'm just like a... I'm a governor in Ohio, and I could really use <laughs> some money, man. Like, I don't know. Just like, I feel like we got along backstage. Remember, we were both like the hummus. <laughs> Fake Republicans, yeah. You tell the drugs were wearing off by about that. He had to re-up during a commercial break or something. He had to nod a couple more times to keep his neck blood flow. <laughs> I believe uh, Dr. Carson uh, was up next. I believe the question was, uh, what up, homie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like, I'd like to base my taxation because they were all basically like, okay, so we all agree. All of our people watching this are too stupid to understand taxes. What new, simpler, totally broken <laughs> system would you introduce? And Huckabee was like, none of it. Your money's yours to keep. Good luck finding a road that works. And Carson was just like, you know who I'd tax like? Jesus. How would Jesus do the taxes? Am I right? Am I right? And now, if you have a bumper crop, if you have a yeah, bumper crop, that's what we should be talking crops. about, is whether or not we're having bumper crops right? in the year 2015. <laughs> Sweet fucking God. No, I want to base my governance on the guy from the Bible that endorses rape, genocide, and wars of conquest. Thank you very much. You know who's but fair. <laughs> Read the fucking book. You know who's fair? The guy who created that bacteria that crawls into the eyes of babies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And by the way, was it just me, or did Dr. Carson's bell ring about three-fifths quicker than everybody else's? <laughs> I mean, but, like, seriously, like, when his bell rung, they were just like, all right, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You haven't yeah. made us look any stupider yet. Shut up. Anybody else's bell rang, they're like, no, no, keep going, by all means. Oh, Jeb, no, no, go on. Eventually, you're going to say something interesting if we let you go long enough, please. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Carson, they just shut him right the fuck down. They it's were like, you yeah. His was the only one that was attached to a shock collar around his dick in his defense. <laughs> and by the way, why does everybody have to brag about how shit poor their dad was? Why is that so important and so valuable to Republican candidates? It's like, I come from a long line of relative failures, so I'm your man. Yeah, exactly. Just like, it's just like the opposite of a my dad could beat up your dad. Yeah, right. just like, oh no, your dad would kick the shit out of my dad. My father was a coward and a whore. A coward and a whore. He was a, he was a Nazi. He was a Nazi, poor Nazi murderer. Murderer, Nazi murderer, Jew, Nazi. Rapist, Jew, Nazi rapist. It's that fucking, it's the bootstrapping thing. Because you can't, the only way you can get away, the only way you can sleep at night unless you're crazy like Ted Cruz with the whole like fuck the poor idea mm -hmm. is if you believe in bootstrapping. And that's right. so that's why they're like, right. I started yeah. the poorest because, hey, I started so poor. Why don't those poor people just like and just squeeze your ass cheeks together and a job will pop out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to round six, which was about the economy, jobs and money. And they started with Jeb Bush. Basically, uh, gave him a chance to talk about lowering taxes on rich people. Well, and they basically, now this was pretty close to holding someone else's feet to the fire because they basically said, Mr. Bush, you've promised a magic unicorn to everyone on earth if elected. How do you intend to accomplish that? It, well, he right. didn't and, answer it, of course, but. Right. His answer was, I'm going to act like a Bond villain, which won't work, but I'll have a volcano <laughs> lair. <laughs> like, I'm going to take money from poor people, from sick people. I'm going to punch a puppy once a day. Well, how's that going to mean that the debt is down to 2% or whatever the fuck they want? And he was just like, oh, it's not. Sorry. Was there a question? <laughs> 
what? I was just, I have to say that once a day, otherwise the demons come out of the ground and bring me back down to Beelzebub. That's the rule. <laughs> well, so, uh, what were you talking about? Because basically they, 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 they showed like what he was saying he was going to do to the economy and they were like, okay, well, like, you know, you basically like that's never happened except for the recovery from the Great Depression. So fuck off. And his answer is basically, yeah, I know it's bullshit, but if we expect it really, really hard, we can like, you know, I don't know, fucking, Deepak Chopra our way into economic success or something. You know, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, he pulls out his vision board from behind the, the podium. Yeah. <laughs> now you see right here in the center, that's what's important to me. That's us getting a better economy. Right here on the right, here's a threesome with my wife and my secretary. <laughs> and on the left, that's me playing basketball. You see, I'm dunking on Obama. I'm dunking on him. <laughs> and that moves us to round seven which was entitlement reform, and this was around just for Mike Huckabee and Chris Christie to fight over neck size and entitlement reform. And <laughs> right, exactly. Started out, basically, Mr. Christie, uh, Mr. Huckabee right there says we can magically fix this. Is he lying? And Christie goes, no, he's just stupid, I guess, and uh, <laughs> explained how he's going to slash a whole bunch of government programs. Right, yeah, I'll get the old people. They just basically should have lined them up on either end of the stage with a fucking subway party sub between them. And it was like, whoever gets to the farthest side of the other one's stage, you get to answer the question. And Chris Christie, of course, just opened his fucking jaw and it entered and exited him in the same moment like a terrifying human centipede. And he was like, I'll get all the old people. Is it over? <laughs> This was also the wonkiest the debate ever got to it. And, and it, like, it, it, it was, for a second, it seemed like there was meaningful things being said. But keep in mind that basically the, the, the meaningful thing that was said was when Huckabee promised to fix Social Security by ending Congress's retirement plan. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's 30 bucks right there. That'll pretty much do it, won't it? Right. Have we as a country thought about, like, checking the sofa cushions? Like, just everybody right now, that. very close to where oh, you're yeah. sitting, look. Yeah, just look around. Just look around. Oh, oh, oh look, I got, I, got, I got $3 in my pocket. And it's, these Cheetos were wrapped up and, you know, kind of coiled in, wedged in. They're probably still good. Yeah, still good. Yeah. <laughs> and round eight is up next. That was business and economy. They started with the Donald, and his question was uh, related to his casino company going bankrupt four times. I was so glad they brought that recently, up. Most recently, lenders losing over a billion dollars. <laughs> and he did his best to argue his way out of it, but... Uh, well, and his argument was like, hey, I didn't lose any fucking money, am I right? <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sir, why should we make you the head of our company? We're a security company, and you're a jewel thief. Oh, I'm an excellent jewel thief. I'm a really good jewel. I steal lots and lots of jewels, but I wouldn't steal any jewels from you because I wouldn't. Don't listen to me. I'll start my own jewel company. <laughs> Run you out of business. And like he's basically, they're like, and, and and again, they hold his feet to the fire. They give them the follow up question. He's like, yes, you didn't personally lose money. Your investors lost billions. And he's like, yeah, come on, these investors are buying. They're a bunch of assholes. You know, you're thinking of nice people. These guys are a bunch of fucks. These are like me. These are very close people to me. Yeah. yeah. And and he was, and, and then he goes proudly talks about his experience in Atlantic City. I made shitloads of money there. And yeah. Then, I moved out of the city just in time to watch the entire local economy collapse. Am I right, Chris Christie? Am I right? Very proud of that. I ring every dollar out of a town before I move out and it dies. Yeah. 
Yeah. Proud. Chris Christie was asleep at that point, however. He's in a big back coma, a fair enough. Snack nap. Yeah. Yeah, turkey nap there. I, and, and then, of course, they gave another hardball to Mr. Rubio, which was, how would you make the economy happy? Yeah, it, they were asking about small businesses, and he ends up saying, I would repeal Dodd-Frank. Yeah, that'll help. And he seems to think that, like, medium-sized banks are small businesses. That's not even... Yeah. Close to what's happening. He's just got a, a mom and pop bank in his mind, just like, right. oh, here is right, Jebediah exactly. on International. We just can't make ends meet anymore. We're running out of fives and ones for people. This is crazy. I remember when Mrs. Giskins used to come down for her nickels, but now, now we can't afford any nickels. Oh, Dodd Frank, why'd you stop us from making predatory loans on people's homes? <laughs> we took her home and her nickels. <laughs> right. Now they don't let us do that anymore. Those bastards. They made it slightly harder to do. It's still very Well, yeah, we still, we still make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And then we have to move on to the uh, proof that there was a woman somewhere in the debate universe. I love that they actually played Carly Fiorina, the only woman in the, uh, in the field here. And she didn't make the top 10 debate, so they actually played a clip of her from the previous debate to remind everyone that there was a vagina involved somewhere. Right. Well, they, with as many anti-abortion opinions on stage, they just wanted to be like, hey, guys, just to remind yeah. I know that we're asking a bunch of over 40 men about what women should do with their bodies, but we, we've met one, and she seems okay with it. It's all dried up and husky in there, so she doesn't care. We can do whatever we want to So yeah, they play they play Fiorina's response to uh the Iran deal question and then they have a few of the candidates respond to that. Uh Governor Walker was first, who's gonna tear up the deal on day one and bring mm -hmm. back the sanctions right away. Yes. Right. Exactly. And this is where this is where the the Iran deal conversation is where this this debate turned from wacky to the, a fucking scene from Mad Max where the guys who are painted white keep screaming, Witness me yes, and screaming. Yes. <laughs> Stuff into their mouth that just like witness me. I will bring a thousand years of darkness. I will unlock the four-plated door and I will bring forth <laughs> And there was like a fucking contest. I expected fucking Walker to rip open his shirt and just be like witness. Just takes a fucking thunder stick and throws it into the front row. <laughs> Then we have to move on to social issues, of course, which is code for let's talk about abortion more, guys. <laughs> right. Jeb Bush, of course, was up first, and uh, they asked him about how he's uh, on the board of the Bloomberg Foundation, which kills shitloads of babies with their donations. And he right. quickly scrambled to point out how he defunded Planned Parenthood. So that they wouldn't was, sell baby pate anymore. <laughs> that was probably the worst answer anyone. Like, he looked so, like, deer in headlights during that. I think he may have lost the election right there. Like, he, the, the way he stumbled around and fucked that answer up. Yeah, he was pretty rough yeah. all day. He didn't, he did not do well, Mr. No. Bush. The I defunded Planned Parenthood thing that got said by everybody and their mom during this debate was so terrifying because if you know the number, and I mean, all you have to do is Google to realize that like when you defund Planned Parenthood, what you're really taking money away from is fucking pap smears. Right. So yep. it's just, it's just like, I love cervical cancer. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. Well, love it. And I want to make sure that we mention this too, because this really went under the fucking wire and I haven't even heard any of the, uh, like the pundits talking about this, but at one point in his answer, 
Bush actually points out, like, I'm not only in favor of, like, pro-life when it comes to fetuses. He says, you know, I did not only for the preborn, but for end-of-life issues as well. Now, yeah. he's talking about the goddamn Terry Schiavo case and the fu- He's bragging about the role he played in the Terry Schiavo case. Yeah. Vegetable maintenance. Great. Yeah, that was like, it, it, I didn't notice that the first time around. I didn't hear it until the second time around. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, that's like your biggest political liability that isn't your brother. And you're bringing that up as a point of pride for your pro-life stance. That's, that how was some scary shit. I? Not a good move. I won't let people die even when they want to. That's how pro-life I Even am. when they're already <laughs> dead. When people beg me for death, I will say, no, bring them back into the ring of Garala. Oh, wait, sorry. We haven't introduced that yet. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have this whole Coliseum thing built. You guys aren't there yet. <laughs> might be my grandson's grandson. We're working on it. It's going to be right along the 3rd Avenue line of the MTA. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun right after I get the national debt down to three and a half dollars. I'm sorry. I stopped paying attention. I was giving CPR to a dead body. <laughs> Digging up someone from the morgue and pounding on their chest like fucking what's his name from the abyss. <laughs> And if you thought that was as crazy as it was going to get as far as the fetus love goes, oh no. Nope, nope. Next up was uh, Marco Rubio and a question about his feelings about the rape and incest exception. And uh, his answer was, there's already a rule about this and it's called the Constitution of the United States. Apparently, yeah, uh, something about abortions there. Multiple people seem to think that zygotes are covered. Yeah, and have the right to bear arms. Yes, so exactly. How you, get a, how you get a gun up into a woman's uterus is between her and Jesus, but we know that the baby, <laughs> should the baby prove not to be a felon or black, it des- or a Muslim, it deserves <laughs> to have a gun. It deserves the right to defend itself. Stand its ground. What, what if a black guy ends up in its uterus? <laughs> Then we had a question for Donald Trump, and uh, it was from Megyn Kelly, and she she ends it with, when did you actually become a Republican? Yeah. <laughs> the whole crowd went nuts. That was her her big applause line, rap battle style. Well, but but then Trump like threw it right back in her face. He goes, you know, yeah, I'm full of shit. You know who else was full of shit? Ronald Reagan. Drops the mic, walks <laughs> right. off stage. I just wanted to take a moment to point out that everyone who's ever been on our party is a horrible monster. <laughs> I'm a horrible monster. My friends were going to get an abortion and they didn't. They're right, kids what? beautiful. It's medieval times at the border. They have a little thing <laughs> set up. I rooted for the Green Knight. It was fantastic. <laughs> he came to my wedding because I gave him money. He sat next to Hillary Clinton. They shared a big turkey leg. It was fantastic. He basically said that he changed his mind on abortion because he met a kid who wasn't aborted, and he was a great kid. <laughs> the kid came out to be a business owner. He's a yes. job creator. I don't know. Well, I met, well, now I'm pro-life. Case. I met... A non-aborted fetus, otherwise known as everybody. Right, a person, right. yeah, a person. What the Correct. fuck was that? <laughs> Talk to me when you've met an aborted fetus. Yeah, right. And then next up was a question for Mr. Kasich. And they said, so uh, if you had a gay child, how would, he, how would you explain your Christian bigotry to that gay child? He says, I'd explain it very nicely. And I'd say really nice things like, I love you anyway. You're right. 
Right. He just basically leaned forward into the mic and was like, I will not be nominated. <laughs> right. He was just like, doesn't matter. So, pass. Well, he doomed himself here by becoming the Democrats' favorite Republican. And, and by the way, because I've heard a lot about this, well, Kasich seems like a, the only reason Kasich seems reasonable to you is because you didn't know who this fucking guy was going into the debate. Think about it. If you'd never heard of Mike Huckabee before and you only knew him from this debate, you'd be like, yeah, that guy seemed pretty reasonable. He knew how to tell a joke, you know. Like, John Kasich is fucking crazy. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Keep in mind how many times Jesus came up in the three times they let him talk. Right, but it shows you something that how crazy that stage had to be, that everyone's reaction to this debate who wasn't just like, what happened to us? Yeah. Was like, well, you know, that was nice. It's like when you see a bunch of homeless guys in a fight and one of them doesn't seem to be biting and you're like, well, that gentleman's <laughs> a boxer. <laughs> He's got some training. Seems to me that he's just having a roundhouse <laughs> kick to the throat and or face. Next up was a question for Rand Paul. How will you prevent Christians from being forced to follow the law? And he's, his answer was basically, I only believe in like two, three laws total. Max, yeah. So, and they, they don't apply to Christians. Well, th that was a pretty disturbing moment too because what Rand Paul actually did was answered a gay marriage question with a pro-gun applause line. That's, that's true. It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was qu quite quite a feat. <laughs> yeah. Rand kept dropping hints that, like, he might want to overthrow the government throughout yeah. this debate. <laughs> right. Just kept being like, this I don't know. Work I mean, I'd love to be president, but if I weren't president and we were to start our own country. <laughs> <laughs> Rand Paulia. <laughs> But I love that they actually like say that they're moving into the the racial issues portion of the debate. They ask Scott Walker one fucking question and then they move on. <laughs> All they right, ask, well that was it for the right, racial. Like, and they ask, they of course ask Scott Walker the black question. Right, <laughs> right. The whitest, the governor of Wisconsin here. Right. And the next question was for Ben Carson, and they asked him, "Would you have used military force against Assad and his forces?" and Carson basically, I, I don't know any of the names you just said, so <laughs> my answer is we should have a bigger military, I think. Well, right. he says at one point, he goes, well, you know, our Navy is at its smallest size since 1917. Well, <laughs> we're almost, we have almost no coaling stations either, or trebuchets, or light cavalry. For fuck's sake, he said that the Air Force was at its smallest size since 1940. The Air yeah. Force was created in 1947. <laughs> And to be fair to him, it was tiny in 1940. We had no Air Force in 1940. The fact that it didn't exist means that it was really, really small. small. Yes. I think really ours is slightly bigger now. I don't know. Yeah, this is when they all took turns being the guy at the gym who screams, gotta get huge, gotta stay huge. And he's already incredibly muscly. Guy goes, oh, gotta get huge, gotta stay huge. Like, hey guys. We have enough military. Everyone's begging us to stop making tanks. I would make more tanks. Oh, get big, stay big. Get big, stay big. Hey, man, can I work in a set? I'm super setting. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Oh, my God. You're bending the bar. I know. Okay, all right. I'm going to go walk on the elliptical and die in my sleep at 48. This was that section of the debate where everyone was just like, we need more! Well, and, and Walker, 
who follows up on that with his fucking, he has his little email zinger where he's like, <laughs> Hillary Clinton's email, kapwack. And then he goes like, then he's like, I'll go to war with Russia. I will plunge us into murderous darkness. Right. Witness me! <laughs> Thunderstick, poof! <laughs> But if you didn't think that this debate could possibly get any more offensive, don't worry, because they're about to ask Huckabee about transgender issues. <laughs> Should be fun. <laughs> right. So basically, say you're a notorious bigot when it comes to the LGBT community, but they're in the military now. How are you going to be commander in chief? Are you going to be able to do that? You just he says one of my favorite lines of the night. He says. The job of the military is to kill people and break things. And I want my destructive murderers to be uniformly heterosexual. Apparently. Right. Worth noting, by the way, directly quoting Rush Limbaugh at this point. Yeah. What a fucking nutbag. You do not want your president to be like, the purpose of the military is to kill people and break things. That's like a... (laughs) That's like a kid who you worry about in kindergarten's first report. Yes. And they're like, oh, and what's the purpose of the military? Kill people and break things. You send that kid to the fucking counselor. Right. You don't make him president. And meanwhile, he stands up there and he's like, I don't want the military to pay for someone to heat up an ice cream scoop and just grab at some guy's dick. That's weird. If this guy knew anything about trans, which he doesn't, no. and of course, Benghazi, yes, throw yeah. Benghazi in there. If this guy knew anything about LGBT, he would have some, but he doesn't. So in his mind, he's just like, wait, if they let trans people into the military and I'm the commander in chief, are they going to snip me with the no-no scissors? <laughs> Yeah, just but by the way, it may, might make him feel better. Huckabee, it's in their DNA schedule. So <laughs> they don't have a choice in the matter. I've seen it. I have all the evidence. Ask me. I'm a comedian with a BFA in drama. <laughs> and I know a guy who works border security, so, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then they closed it out with a Chris Christie question. How much do you love the troops? Ba- basically, and he's... Is it a uh, lot? I memorized five specific stats about the size of the military, and <laughs> all... Five numbers need to be vaguely larger. <laughs> yeah, just in case we ever have to fight the entire world all at once, plus alien invaders, we're going to need a bigger military than we've got. It's the only scenario. And then, by the way, and then they, they kicked, and this is completely unrelated to anything, but they kicked a commercial right here, and Megan Kelly promises that God will be there after the break. <laughs> yep. And like yeah. usual, God is a no-show. <laughs> once again. Despite having an entire segment dedicated to him right. they had the uh everybody blow god segment and- well yeah i mean they basically they're asking every candidate like do invisible voices in your head tell you what to do and everyone is falling all over themselves to say yes yeah, right except for <laughs> exactly. Kasich, because well now here's the thing Kasich went after cruz did so cruz was a top you got to end with cruz whenever you want crazy about god you got to end with cruz you, you you blew your load too early because the first thing he says is I hear God voice every day. And you're just like, great. Thank you so much, Teddy. <laughs> you're just giving us exactly what we need. And then Kasich, basically, his answer to the question was, what the fuck did he just say? Because <laughs> he comes after Cruz. So his answer yeah. is just like, no, pass. I want to leave. <laughs> I, well, if, I would be 0% surprised if at the, at the Democratic debate is Kasich in the far end with a mustache on. <laughs> and he's just like, hi, it's me. Pacing, the uh, governor of Steveland. <laughs> I'm on this side now. And then they finally gave Carson a, a chance to address his blackness. 
<laughs> which he refused to do. No. Which he refused to do, and then he was an All Lives Matter troll on Facebook, and then he fucking wandered off stage. We never heard from him yeah, again. Yeah, like, basically, he said there is no race problem in America. Biggest applause line of the fucking night. And oh, I'm yeah. a black guy, so you know there's nobody. <laughs> hey, if I haven't seen it, it's fine. I've never seen anything problem. I've been, I've been stopped by the cops, and I only got killed once. <laughs> And that brings us to the final round. They gave them all 30 seconds for a closing statement. And uh, pretty much all of them went with the, uh, once again, my dad was so goddamn poor. Right. I am so blue collar. We live paycheck, paycheck. And that's all they said. John Kasich first right. and all the way down the line. Yeah. Kasich, yeah. then Christy was like, I just wanted to remind everyone I let 9-11 happen. <laughs> that's right. I just let it happen. I was actually in the airport, and this guy turned to me, and he whispered. He was like, I'm going to bring down the plane. And I was like, oh, I'm in line for Cinnabon. I should stop him. But I don't want to lose my place. The teenagers behind me are going to take forever to order. It's fine. It's fine. I'll deal with it later. I also liked Cruz's closing statement. Basically, he says, the first thing I'm going to do when I get to be president is I'm going to rape a dragon, then bring Ronald Reagan back to life and unleash his zombie fury against Obama. <laughs> or yeah, something exactly. like that. I will prosecute Planned Parenthood. I will prosecute religious liberty. Yeah, but- I will fight Iran. I will be the king of Israel. <laughs> I am the Alpha and Omega. Witness me. Bring me back my birth hood. And then Walker just comes out all covered in white paint. Witness! <laughs> Well, so, okay, so, you know, it was obviously, uh, you know, the, the the whole goal here was to try to knock Donald Trump down a little bit in the polls. And I don't think they actually did a very good job of that. But uh, are you guys willing to declare a winner and or loser for the night other than, you know, America? <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to say winner, Marco Rubio, Fox News and Megyn Kelly. Yeah, Megyn Kelly was the only one that didn't come away looking dumber uh, by the end of it, I think you know she 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 can probably like even remove the bullshit Y from her first name and start smelling it like a grown up <laughs> if she wants to at this point. No, not until she admits that Santa isn't white. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Megan. These guys might be willing to forgive and forget, but I'm not. But I would say like the big winner in my mind in this debate was the fucking Koch brothers. I mean, oh, yeah. did anyone else notice that there was no discussion whatsoever about climate change, nothing about income inequality, nothing about wealth disparity? None of those topics came up at all. Well, a couple yeah. of those things you said don't exist. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all true. of them, yeah, I'm sure. Jet fuel doesn't burn that hot. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm sorry. I'm now, so sorry. I will say, too, that especially on, upon a second viewing, I thought Ted Cruz was the scariest motherfucker on that stage. I mean, oh, if you were no. really paying attention to the policy stances he was taking, like the Kate's Law shit and stuff like that, the idea of that guy in power, even to the extent that he already is, is fucking terrifying. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely the one who, if they had been like, well, we have a little bit of a surprise. Um, we've brought a pig out on stage, and the first one to kill it gets a... He would have <laughs> jumped on and bit its throat and been like, its blood makes me stronger! <laughs> He definitely won the crazy contest. I feel like he had fucking Gary Busey coaching him backstage. He was just like, go all the way, Teddy. Go all the way in. Are you all the way in? And Ted was like, I don't know. Maybe I should talk about the issues. No, 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 my friend. All the way in. 
and, and I, I kind of agree uh, with Heath's, Heath's assessment that uh, that Rubio was the big winner. But I mean, they softballed him so much that, that, that I feel like I'd be calling the Red Queen a, co- a croquet champion at that point. So I don't want to give him any credit for that. <laughs> do, you, do you do you have a do you have a winner in mind, Eli? Uh, yeah. So Bernie Sanders won the night. <laughs> margin. Feel the burn. Love it. <laughs> Just say feel the burn. Hill dog. Yeah. Either of them, I don't care. Sanders Kasich 2016. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> yes. Idea. In a mustache, in a mustache and a sombrero. <laughs> He's me, Senor Mason. <laughs> I was never a Republican. <laughs> you did not see me. Meanwhile, no. Trump has started the Trump party over yeah, in the right, corner. Right, exactly. Now, I'll kill all the women who ever speak to me. <laughs> Come here, Megyn Kelly. I'm going to tie you to a chair like Princess Leia. <laughs> now, I'd have to say, considering the extremely low bar that presidential debate moderators have set in the past, I, I think Fox News did a pretty good job with this one. But as always, we're here to help. It could always be better. So we figured we could wrap up tonight by giving CNN some advice on how to make the next one better. So we're going to offer up a couple of our own potential questions for the second primary debate on September 16th. Who would like to start us off? All right. I got one from Mr. Huckabee. How many B-52 bombers and catapults can we buy with your proposed pimps and hose tax? I'm curious <laughs> to hear the details of that. I, I too, had one for Mr. Huckabee. Um, uh, Mr. Huckabee, the guys over at Scathing Atheist need some 30 seconds material. Please tell us more about your understanding of the human reproductive process. <laughs> Um, I, I would do this one for all of the candidates. Uh, if a Mexican had to illegally immigrate to the country so that she wouldn't have to get an abortion, but then needed to use Medicaid to send the baby to its father in Iran, what would you do? And then their heads would all explode like the bad computers at the end of a Nicktoons show. They'd be like, must not, but the baby, and then the Mexican baby, my life, that- just Kasig's alone standing on stage covered in everyone else's blood I don't know did I win I think I win Kasig for president yay oh my god I don't have a slogan or anything I'm not prepared for this we should get some headshots done he gets his friend to shoot some headshots for him goes to his local mall he's got the lasers in the background K6, K6 for president. Make it a number four for the kids. <laughs> Gotta get the Latinas. Oh, shit. Well, I think that's all the time we've got for this special edition. Eli, thanks so much for joining us, bro. Thanks for having me, guys. And we're going to be back to our normal format next time around, but we hope you enjoy this brief departure. And with that, we cue the blues. And that's going to do it for episode 23. Thanks to No Illusions, Lucinda Illusions, and of course, newly minted skeptocrat Eli Bosnick. Their many talents go perfectly, by contrast, with what I like to call my complimentary skill set. Many thanks as well to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that, please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Jason 
David, Andrew, Graham, Alec, Clarence, Thomas, Jason, Daniel, Mike, W, and Mike G. Clarence Thomas? Whose striking genitals elicit similar reactions and emit a similar glow to Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. You should probably get that checked. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Skating Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from scathingatheist.com. And if you're anything like me, you probably want more Eli Bosnick in your ear holes or wherever. It's the best way to make that happen is to help us out with a pledge for the new project at patreon.com slash godawful. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to the Blue Notary Public, Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. That's twice that you've caught that until next week. That's that's I'm impressed.